This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Hello, friends. Today I want to take a quick look at something that Jesus said in Luke chapter 19. I've been thinking about why did Jesus come, exactly why did he come, and I was looking through the scriptures to see what the Bible says about it. What are the specific things the scriptures say about why Jesus came on earth? Many of us remember this story or know the story of Zacchaeus, a tax collector, a short fellow who climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus. And Jesus called him and said, come down, I want to stay at your house today. And a lot of people were upset about this and they began to grumble and mutter. They said, oh, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner And Zacchaeus made a public proclamation of his repentance, evidence of his repentance. And remember the word repentance in the Greek is metanoia, which means a a new mind, a new way of thinking. And the English word repentance is related to that. Repentance, pensée, the French is pensée, to think, to repent, to rethink, to have a new way of thinking. That's what repentance is. And when we have this new way of thinking, then we also will show evidence of that because as our thinking and our understanding changes, our actions will definitely follow. And anyone who says that they have repented and yet you see no evidence of that, then there's a question, have they really repented? Because repentance is a change of mind. It's a a new understanding, a new way of looking and thinking about things. And when Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus into his home, clearly something spiritual happened there. And Zacchaeus put his faith in the Lord. And he said, look, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times that much. That was the proof of the repentance of Zacchaeus. And what did Jesus say? I'm sure that Jesus was so very happy to see the faith of Zacchaeus, this, quote, sinner that people look down on. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come into this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. The sons of Abraham are the sons of the promise. They're the ones whose faith is considered to be righteousness. And so... Jesus says, this man is a son of Abraham, a man of faith. And then Jesus says, for the son of man, which is a reference to himself, came to seek and to save what was lost. Amen. Jesus said that salvation had come to that house because that's why he came, to seek and to save what was lost. I just look at those two things that Jesus said. The first is seeking. We need to remember, always hold close to our hearts, that Jesus is seeking us. He is seeking to save. He is active. He's not passive. Amen. The Word of God is living and active. And Jesus, by His Spirit, is actively seeking, moving. It's His work. We don't have to run to him as much as we recognize him running to us. 
that he is seeking to save what was lost. The second part is to save. He came to save, and then we have to ask, does he have the authority, the ability to save? Well, yes, of course he does. He's a good shepherd. If a sheep is lost, he goes and seeks it out, and he has the strength and the wisdom and the ability to save what was lost. This reminds me of discussions I've had about the love of God and how Jesus came into this world to save the world. All through the scriptures, when the word the world is used, it's always talking about a lost and broken, sinful, unworthy, filthy place, the world. And Jesus came into the world to save the world, to save those that are lost inside that world. Jesus doesn't love us because we're lovable. He loves us because he is love. And that's his character. His character is to seek out and to save those who are lost and those who don't even know they're lost. To seek out those that are lost and to save them. And that salvation is... um, is multifaceted. He came to save us from our sins, which is to mean not just generally inherited sin, but actually the sins that we commit. He came to save us from those things in our daily lives that break our fellowship with our Creator. He came to save us from those traps and snares. He came to save us from death, Set us free from the fear of death, the scripture says. He came to save us from that horrible punishment that awaits all. Because remember in John 3.16, it says that he came to save the world. Well, let's take a look at it. Let's go to John 3.16 and take a little bit of time to look at that. This is perhaps one of the how would I say, least accurately applied scriptures in the Bible, John 3.16. Everybody knows the scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Well, much of this scripture doesn't really mean exactly what people nowadays think it means. The very first word, for indicates that there's something that came before that we're supposed to know about. We can translate that word, therefore. So what comes immediately before 3.16? John 3.16 doesn't stand alone. John 3.14, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Well, what is the story of being lifted up in the desert? You'll find that story in Numbers chapter 21. The nation of Israel is in the desert, and they are complaining. And God sends snakes that bite them and poison them. And the people call out to Moses and say, please, ask God to save us. And Moses does pray for them, and God does not take away the snakes. He tells them, to look upon this bronze serpent that is made, that's lifted up on a, on a staff. And anyone who would look at that serpent 
would be saved from the snakes. They wouldn't perish. So just as Moses lifted up that snake in the desert, the Son of Man is lifted up so that everyone believes in Jesus would have eternal life, whereas at the time the Israelites were just saved from the snake bite, from the poison. And that's why the beginning of uh, John 3.16 is important now. For God so loved the world. In this way, God loved the world. And that's what the word so means in John 3.16. It does not mean God so loved the world. He loved the world so much. I've seen it translated that way. That's not what that word so means. What the word so there means is in the same way. And we use that sometimes in English. You know, you've got to hold your hand just so. And that word so means in this way. Therefore, it says, God in the same way loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So here's the whole meaning. We, on this earth, are born into a snake-bit and poisoned world, a terrible world, and everyone in that world is on a path of destruction because they're poisoned. We inherit that sin. We participate in that sin. Our relationship with God is broken and needs to be set right. And Jesus came into this world to seek and save the lost so that anyone who believes in him escapes that death, that poison that is flowing in creation. Just like the Israelites in the desert had to turn their eyes up an object of faith, we turn our hearts up towards the Son of Man, towards Jesus, the Messiah, so that he would save us, really set us free. It is not wages. The grace of God is not wages. Remember, the wages of sin, death, that's what we earn for sin. That's what we get paid But the gift of God is eternal life. And so we don't need to work for his salvation, for his gift. It's a gift that is offered. And we take it by faith. We don't have to labor for it. Somebody asked Jesus one time, what must we do to do the work that God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And our part of that is to believe, to have faith. And even in that, he is at work in the gift of faith, the gift of repentance. Everything is from him and for him. He's a loving shepherd who calls our names and he seeks us out and he comes to save us. As we continue on with these talks, as much as the Lord allows, I hope that together we will understand that the glory goes to God. It's all about God. It's not about us. 
about him and his work and his character, let's turn our eyes away from ourselves, away from the things that distract us from him, and turn our eyes to him. So until next time, many blessings to you in the name of Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Thank you for listening, and God bless you all.